0: You are listening to Reach mdxm 233 the channel for medical professionals. Getting ROI, or return on investment, from your revenue cycle management solution. Is it possible? Welcome to the Business of Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. Today we are joined by Bob Gatewood, expert in the field of practice management technology and product development. Bob is director of Revenue Cycle Product Development at Athena Health, Inc., and oversees their unique revenue cycle management offering. Athena Health is the nation's largest provider of on-demand revenue cycle management solutions to medical practices, managing over $2.3 billion in physician revenues a year for 10,000 medical providers around the nation. Bob was instrumental in the product's initial development and expansion. Welcome to the show, Bob.
1: Pleasure to be here, Larry.
0: Bob, what kind of advice would you give a doctor that's having some rough times in terms of managing his or her revenue?
1: First of all, to... Step back and understand where the troubles are coming from. So gather up all of the available data that you have. So whatever solution you have, whether it's an outsourced service or it's a a piece of software, run as many reports and, and familiarize yourself with how the numbers interact and figure out what numbers are wrong and then dive in another layer and figure out what contributes to that number
0: kind of hard for a doctor to do. We it's, don't have the training. You know, it's
1: hard for a doctor to do. Uh, you know, and that's why we've built uh, a system, a, a service that tries to make that transparent for the physician and his staff. So we provide a whole lot, a tremendous amount of data to our customers about how their operation is working. And we try to pinpoint all of the many, many different variables that contribute. So how well are they verifying eligibility before a patient comes in? Do they have a lot of patient-not-eligible denials, for instance? Are they getting a lot of medical necessity denials, for instance? If that's the case, then maybe what they need to do is change their process so that they're including documentation along with that. Or maybe they need to stop performing that service for patients that have that insurer, because that insurer is always going to deny those. It's not medically necessary.
0: I don't see the average physician having the time or energy to even look.
1: They're flying blind. I mean, most most physicians... manage by one number, which is how big was my paycheck last month? And how did it compare to the month before? And how did it compare to the year before? To manage at such a gross level is tremendously frustrating because there are so many things that contribute to to that ultimate paycheck. First of all, you've got to have the data so that you can, if you wanted to, you could find out what was going on. But then you've got to have someone with the time and inclination to take that on. Someone
0: who cares enough to to look at where the The business is losing money, and it's usually if it's not the doctor, it's probably the doctor's wife.
1: Right. In a small practice, we see that quite a bit. Larger practices usually have CEOs or CFOs, or or office middle-sized practices will have usually office managers or practice managers. The point is, and that really the the thing I would stress to your listeners more than anything is that somebody in that practice has to be responsible for the financials.
0: All right. So let's let's say we define that person and they're going to be in charge of the financials of the practice. What is the first step they should do to understand where the revenue even comes from and where it's being lost?
1: I would look at a couple of things right off the bat. I would look at a report called the AR Aging Report. So I would look and I would see how much money is still on the table and how long has it been outstanding. Usually, um, if we walk into a group and see uh, see an AR report that has a lot of AR over 90 days or over 120 days, we we know there's a problem. One number that we track obsessively uh, is is a number called days in accounts receivable. D A R is a pretty simple formula, but it takes all of the money you're owed that's still outstanding that you haven't collected, and divides that number by um, the average production of the practice per day, how busy the practice is, how much potential revenue you're generating every day. And if that number is greater than say 45 or 50 or 60, when it gets up into the 70s and the 80s, then nice. you, you know that's an operations problem.
0: Yeah. Where would you like to see it?
1: I would like to see it in the 40s or even the 30s in some cases. It depends. I'd, like
0: to s- I'd like to see it in the single digit. Well that would
1: be, That's what real-time adjudication will do for you. Every market is a little different, and every payer pays more quickly or more slowly than the others. So your payer mix really determines what your minimum possible days in accounts receivable is going to be. And the lowest I've ever seen is the state of Rhode Island, and we can get DAR down into the teens in Rhode Island.
0: How do you? What's so unique about Rhode Island?
1: There are three payers, and they're all pretty good. Who are they? And it's a small state. Neighborhood Health Plans, Blue Cross, Rhode Island, and Tufts. And that's it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: Are they looking for more physicians in Rhode Island? <laughs> yeah, if you want to move
1: to Rhode Island. Um, I, I will only see patients from Rhode Island, even though <laughs> I live in Texas. Um, so on the other end of the spectrum is if you've built a practice that sees mostly Medicaid patients, then you need to be ready for slower payment because the, the state Medicaid's are, are usually um, at the bottom of the list in terms of the speed, the turnaround times.
0: Who, uh, who's Speedy Gonzalez when it comes to paying the duck?
1: Who's the fastest? Yeah. Um, Humana's pretty good. We've got a site called AthenapayerView.com, and we, we actually rank the different payers by several dimensions, and one of them is the speed of payment. Humana's pretty good. Cigna United are up there. Medicare is really quite good.
0: You are listening to Reach MD, XM 233 the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill, and I am with Bob Gatewood, expert in the field of practice management. And we're trying to figure out who's the best payer and how we can get paid the fastest um bob can you can you elaborate on the term return on investment
1: sure so um return on investment as a as a concept is is pretty straightforward it It means am I getting value for what i paid so the way that we look at r o i or return on investment in the space that we're in is um we look at our cost and we don't charge a license fee we don't charge maintenance fees um, we don't charge any hardware fees we charge a percent of collections. So that incentivizes us to aggressively go after our clients' money. And we don't get paid until they get paid. Um, and that makes the conversation pretty easy in a lot of cases because they know that we're in this together with them. So we look at the cost and we look at you know what are they getting for it. Can they reduce staff? Do they not need as much staff as they did before? Or can they have that staff do something else? For instance, um, in, in a lot of in small practices, we often see pretty severe underinvestment in staff. They're just not doing some things that need to be done uh, in order to get the physician paid. So we'll see high days in AR. We'll see underinvestment in staff, and the physician's paycheck is smaller than it could be if he just would invest a little more in the staff. On the on large practice side, we often see large billing staff, central billing offices. We see a lot of administrative folks. Some of those people can be reassigned to the front desk. We often move people from the back office up to the front desk because we, we think the front desk is so important. So we look at our costs, their reduced costs, and then uh, what they're going to be able to do with our system as far as new sources of revenue.
0: Obviously, return on investment, you usually think of monetary gain, but there's other returns you can get, uh, such as running a nice, smooth, streamlined practice and having no headaches.
1: Right. And everybody's goals are different. So some practices are happy with the status quo, and they want to swim upstream with the minimal amount of effort required, and that's great, and our revenue cycle solution helps them do that. Others are really dynamic and aggressive and entrepreneurial and want to grow their practice and take over their market, Um, and we can help them do that too. But it's important to understand, to think of ROI in terms of your own financial goals.
0: Right. So my financial goals are to maintain my current income and not have it uh, cut away every year by every new thing that comes down the pipeline from the government. So ROI means lots of things to different people.
1: And practices need to understand that even standing still requires effort. So all these forces of CDH and, and NPI and all this industry complexity, reimbursements are not going up in most cases, they're going down. So to do nothing means that you're allowing your paycheck to shrink.
0: So how is Athena's ROI system special or different than everybody else's?
1: Ours is different and appealing to physicians because we don't require an upfront investment. So you don't have to buy licenses. You don't have to buy servers. Um, And from what I said before, we don't get paid until they do. So they know that if the money doesn't come in, that they're not going to be left holding a a big expense. Mm -hmm. And that in order for Athena Health to grow its revenue, we have to be aggressive and make sure that our customers get paid. Um, So we spend a lot of time and a lot of what my job is to think about projects that we could do that will help make doctors more money so that the examples of uh, our support for the PQR, the Medicare Pay for Performance Program, um, we're always looking at new new ways to increase revenue.
0: So are you seeing the market responding to the need to present a uh, tangible ROI when it comes to IT-like revenue cycle management solutions?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We get asked to present ROIs in most of our talks with with prospective customers. Um, And we like to do it because it quantifies our value. So it it engages the customer in a conversation about where they expect to see operational and financial improvements. We get to tell them at, at a greater level of detail how we support those activities. And it also helps us understand what their goals are because we have such a close relationship with them going forward. It's important for us to know what they're trying to do. So
0: how do you know that your your clients are actually using the system appropriately, um, such as, you know, is there a way you can see what they're doing day to day and they can see what they're doing day to day?
1: Oh, yeah. We see minute to minute, as a matter of fact. And It's both ways. So they see what we're doing minute to minute, and we see what they're doing minute to minute. And our team of account managers and support staff are watching key metrics at our clients. So we know what the days and accounts receivable for every single one of our clients is. And we know how much cash they collected yesterday and the day before and the day before that. We know how much they're charging. We know. We get a a report every day that tells us when physicians go on vacation. It's, the intent of the report is not that, but we see it because charges go down. And we call them and we go, hey, what's going on? And they say, oh, you know, Dr. Jones went on vacation this, this month. Like, okay, just checking because we saw the charges fall off a cliff. We provide a, a really a, a support system and a, and a safety net so that physicians don't have to obsessively think about whether they're going to get paid.
0: Bob, we're almost out of time, wondering if you'd like to just share any last thoughts about what doctors should be doing when they look for a nice return on their investment.
1: My advice is this, which is to assign someone responsibility For understanding the contributors to financial performance in your practice, to make sure somebody is thinking and somebody's primary focus is on financials. And then understand what your goals are. Talk about your financial goals with your partners and make sure that their financial goals are aligned. And then make sure that your uh, administrative staff is aligned with the partner's goals. Make sure that your staff is compensated in a way that supports your financial goals, the goals of the group. And then make sure that your systems support your financial goals. So is your infrastructure working in your benefit? And have you invested in your infrastructure appropriately?
0: So just as like we tell our patients, be proactive in your health and let's deal with things on a preventative nature instead of reacting later when when you know what hits the fan. Um, you are listening to Reach MD, XM 233 the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill, and I was talking today with Bob Gatewood, expert in the field of practice management and director of revenue cycle product development at Athena Health. You've been listening to the Business of Medicine on Reach MD, XM 233 the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.